Assalamualaikum. Uh, selamat tengah hari. I think it's day time here. Um, and good day to our wonderful listeners out there, wherever you may be. Okay, welcome to Malaysian Youth Local Council's first ever Monday podcast series. I'm your host, Hilmi Hamza, and today we'll be discussing on a very, very interesting topic. It's rarely raised it at federal level uh, and also at state level, but plays a very deep role in the lives of your average uh, Ali, Achong, and Mutu. Okay, so today we are going to talk about local councils. Right, with me today is a well-known industry player from the state of Penang. He is Councillor Zainuddin bin Mohammed from Majlis Pandaraya, Sebrang Perai, appointed in 2020. And Zainuddin is also the head of Angkatan Muda Keadilan, AMK for Keadilan Kepala Batas. So, welcome Councillor to our first ever podcast series and thank you for agreeing to join us today. You're welcome. Right. Uh, let's get on with the discussion since we, we have a lot of questions to ask you. Okay, okay. Um, counselor, what, yeah. so in, your, in your own words, uh, what is a local council and how do they work? Okay, uh, first of all, I would like to thanks to MYLC, Malaysia Youth Local, local Council, for this opportunity. And to me, it's a very good effort to have this kind of section so that public can have more information about what a local government is and uh, and then they can know how do they work. So the local government is the lowest tier of government. Uh, public needs to know that in Malaysia, we are practicing three tiers of government. The highest tier is federal, followed by state, and the lowest tier is uh, the uh, local government. So um, in Bahasa, we call it Pihak Berkuasa Tempatan, or PPT. Yeah? Uh, so when we are talking about the local government, public need to know that the local government is a small government in the state. So in, in terms of um, structure, yeah. um, what, what sort of structure does it have? Uh, is it the same as um, federal level uh, where the mayor is uh, selected from the council members or it's appointed by the state? Actually, the local governments are generally under the exclusive purview of the state governments. Okay? Uh, as provi provided in the Constitution of Malaysia. Yeah. I see. Yeah? So okay. The local governments are usually referred to a local authority. Yeah. Where this PBT is uh, headed by a civil servant. So for a city council, it's headed by uh, a mayor or the Tobanda. And for rural, rural district and uh, municipalities, uh, we call it president or Yang Di Pertua. Okay. Uh, regarding structure, okay. councils are made up of two parts, yeah, the elected representative and the administrations. Okay, who are the elected representative? Okay, the elected re representative are the councillors, which is me, one of them. Yeah, and we have the administration, which is the council staff. Okay, as I mentioned, um, the uh, council uh, councils are headed by the mayor. So uh, the mayor actually is appointed by the state government. Whereas the councillors are appointed by the state government as well, but the recommendation came from the ruling parties. I see. So uh, the council members aren't necessarily subordinates to the mayor? I mean, they don't report to the mayor? Actually, indirectly, yes. The councillors are reporting to the mayor. But in terms of decision-making, we are making the decision together. Moving on. So we know that there are uh, for a fact that there are different kinds of local authorities here in Malaysia. 
mm-hmm. as you mentioned we have city council and and mm-hmm. uh, municipal uh, municipal council so do you mm-hmm. mind sharing with us uh, what they are and their differences in terms of uh, responsibilities uh, i mean are there are there responsibilities that a city council would do but a district council is not responsible of okay uh, we have three uh, different uh, local authorities uh, i mean th- three different types of local authorities we have uh, city council okay uh, we have municipal council and uh, district council yeah so what is the city council okay um, a city council is a local authority which has been upgraded yeah from the municipal council yeah after having a successfully achieved certain criteria what are the criteria Criterias are the population exceeding 500,000 people and the annual revenue exceeding 100 million. Okay, that is for city council. Okay, let's look at municipal council. Yeah, municipal council is refers to a local authority in urban or town center. Yeah, uh, which has a total population exceeding 150,000 people and annual revenue exceeding 20 million. Yeah, that's for municipal council. And the last one is that district council refers to the local authority in rural area where the criteria stipulated for district council is having a total population not exceeding 150,000 people and annual revenue not less than 20 millions. Yeah, In terms of uh, the authorities and the functions of these three different um, localities all have to follow the local government. Uh, the local government are taking uh, the uh, direction from the state government so maybe in terms of uh, the instruction and the uh, uh, implementation of certain uh, activities in the state may differ de- uh, depend on their own uh, state government but when talking about act they have to back to the same local government act yeah which is local government act 1976 act 171 will there be an upgrade of of responsibilities when you suddenly uh upgraded when you're upgraded from a municipal council to a city council okay basically uh not much different but of course the only major difference is the expectation of the public to you if you if you compare between the local councils in malaysia and and other countries a large sum of the public schools uh in the us tribute their their school funding to the local council is it possible for uh, local councils here to be given mm-hmm. extra responsibilities okay, okay when we are talking about extra responsibilities we have to uh, go back to our federal government because um, whatever extra rep- responsibilities uh, what we call it uh, the local government acts must allow it to happen first that means uh, we at the moment only can uh, we call it uh, can uh, can follow whatever the local government acts listed okay for those additional responsibilities so we need the federal government to review the current act so that we can actually implement it i see so you you cannot suddenly the state cannot even the state cannot set up if extra actually state do not have any special bylaw or the act to control the local government so the the local government or the local council is operating 100% based on local government act but of course we are getting the state directions in terms of the way of we manage the local government but we still have to follow the local government act 
how do you measure your KPI? So uh, my KPI is very simple. Uh, first, uh, people need to know who is Zainuddin bin Muhammad in uh, MBSB. So they need to know that I exist in uh, uh, MBSB as a counselor. So uh, the community leaders, the community leaders, especially in Kepala Batas area, because for your information, the councils we actually um, divided into few uh, parliaments and dons. So I'm taking care of uh, Parliament Kepala Batas. Yeah, uh, where uh, under Parliament Kepala Batas we have three dons. Yeah, so I'm focusing more and on uh, Kepala Batas Parliament. So those uh, uh, community leaders like Persatuan Pududu, Rukun Tetangga, you know, yeah, they must know me and they know when they have a problem, they know where to channel. If they can contact me, they know I'm exist. That means I'm I'm I already successful in promoting myself to the public to let them know that you know I'm the counselors who taking care of this Palabatas uh, Parliament. One one. Number two, how fast I can solve public's problem yeah so you know we have many ways of uh, addressing issues public can choose either to address the issues through the councillors or they can uh, forward it directly to to the local council maybe through the uh, uh, the complaint platform yeah uh, through website apps or through email you know so most of the public leaders they will prefer to go through the councillor so once the problems reach me so I will make sure all the problems that reach all close, all soft. Yeah, I will have them my own monitoring record so that I know whatever problem reach me, all are soft, so that we can show a very, very good uh, example to uh, 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 public leaders that whatever issues from the ground, when reach the counselors, we are able to assist them to get everything soft. That is my important KPI. And so far up to today, I'm proud to say that I have done that. Awesome, that's great, counselor. But mentioned that um, you you need to let the people know you, right? Because in uh, twenty ten and twenty twenty, a research was done um, by Medica Center and Senbet, which they found out that uh, almost eighty percent of the rakyat uh, don't don't know what what are the roles of the local governments, what the local governments are doing, and also the roles of the councillors. So so how do you, as a local councillor, uh, handle that? Okay, um, I fully agree. Actually, in fact, before uh, I joined the local council as a councillor, in fact, myself also do not know much about the local council. I do not really know what is the rules of mayor, what is the what is the roles and responsibilities of the councillors, and what the local councils can provide to the public. I do not know much until I joined as a councillor. So I realized this, you know, when I'm when my first year I joining uh, MBSP as a counselor, I realized how important for me to carry the MBSP or the local council name to the public. So I create my own uh, what we call it my official Facebook, okay, and whatever informations that uh, I get from the local council. I will pass down to the public through my official Facebook, my personal Facebook, and I have appointed my assistant, yeah, who to manage all the WhatsApp group. As an example, uh, we have uh, one a new decision made in the meeting which benefits public. 
So I will get this information posted in my personal Facebook, my, my, my official Facebook, and I will pass this information to my assistant who will blast all this information in all the WhatsApp group so that public can reach and they can know what are the new decision made in the local council. That one is one. Second, when I joined PBT last year, I noticed uh, MBSP, especially I'm talking about MBSP. Yes. Uh, we are relying on Facebook and website as the information platform. There's no any alternative platform. So I proposed to the mayor to introduce the Telegram's app, apps to the public. You know, when we have uh, only Facebook, sometimes we must we, we might overlook you know whatever uh, uh, latest information posted on the Facebook. But when we have Telegram's apps, yeah, so you can actually when you go to your apps, you open up your apps, you know how many unread messages there, so you won't miss them. Then you can easily retrieve them again when you need, even though when you are offline. Yeah. So uh, I, if I'm not mistaken, uh, about uh, end of last year, we have introduced the Telegram. So at the moment, I believe almost, uh, I think, uh, two to 3,000 people are subscribed. So we need to promote more so that people can uh, subscribe and then get more information about um, uh, uh, MBSP or about local council. And the last approach I'm using is, of course, the public outreach. Okay. As an example, when people need licensing like the hawkers the street hawkers they want to apply license you know yeah so they have two options either they appoint someone uh, uh, to apply on behalf or they have to walk into uh, mbsp uh, to apply and carry the license what i do is usually uh, i will help them i will get the uh, licensing department to print it out i will personally carry the license yeah and I will pass over to them so that I have the engagement with all the street hawkers. I have done it to a few places. As an example, uh, you know, we have one illegal uh, hawkers activities along the road in Kepala Batas. So it's, uh, it's involving about uh, almost 50 to 60 hawkers along the road, about three to four kilometers long. So I have proposed to MBSP to relocate them to one of the service roads. Yeah. And then uh, we, 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 uh, we issue a license to them. So myself and Dato Banda went down there yeah, and passed over the license to each of them. So from there, they can actually know, know about counsellors, they can know me well, they can know Dato Banda well. Right. So this is initiative that has been taken uh, since last year when I joined MBSP. Very good. I mean, I mean public engagements are key in identifying or letting yourself know uh, to the public that you are uh, who you are. And, mm -hmm. and I'm quite uh, interested about the, the Telegram. Good to know that it serves as, a, as an online bulletin, sort of for the public, um, to, and especially to those who don't have Facebooks and, and these kinds of Correct. social media. <clears throat> um, right, so last, I think last few questions as we end the podcast. Um, what are the biggest challenges uh, that you face, um, you know, or that, that are faced by the local governments or the, the, the authorities? Um, okay, both, both have its own challenges. To be a council, we have our own challenges. To be the authorities, they have their own challenges. Uh, to us, um, the, 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 the most uh, 
challenge that uh, we have to face is, of course, to uh, satisfy public's uh, needs. You know, uh, public's the expectation is very high. Sometimes, you know, okay, uh, put it this way: as a counselor, we serve publics. Yeah, we don't work for the local government. In fact, we part of the local government to solve the public's problem, to meet the public's expectation, to carry public's voice into the local government, and then to create a bylaw or, or whatever rules, yeah, to, to simplify uh, whatever is so difficult to them. Okay, so uh, to me, um, sometimes uh, public will request flexibility. You know, we have a bylaw where we have to stick to the book, you know, but in certain uh, uh, condition and situation, public will request for flexibility. Okay, how to accommodate this flexibility yeah, with the current bylaw? That is the biggest challenge. So we need to uh, bring it to the meeting. We need to discuss about, okay, we have this bylaw. This bylaw doesn't allow this activity to, to happen. But there's a request of the flexibility. How can we accommodate this yeah, so that we can solve public's problem. That's the most difficult part. Yeah? And of course, for the authorities, okay, um, certain things we cannot compromise and we cannot have the flexibility because especially the flexibility which give a problem to other people. Yeah? You have the flexibility to you, but that flexibility will give trouble to others. So we cannot accommodate that kind of flexibility. So we need the authorities to come in. Okay. The challenge is, of course, when you are coming in, public will see that uh, you don't sensitive to the publics, you know, uh, especially like the street hawkers, an example, the street hawkers, yeah, you have the street hawkers, actually, when you have a business at the street, uh, without following the rules and regulation, you danger yourself, you danger publics, yeah, and then um, when the enforcement coming in, the perception of public to the local council, as a local council, you don't help people. What you do is always enforcement. You compound people, yeah? you summonse them. So um, to handle public impression is, is also a very, very hard. That is the reason uh, last year I did uh, propose in a meeting to the mayor. Uh, I said, because nowadays you know uh, a propaganda group is very much active. Yeah? So the propaganda group, when they happen to know there's an enforcement happen somewhere, they will take that video, a short video, and they will uh, misinterpret the video to give a bad impression to the public. Make about it yeah. So when we got that information, we need to analyze it. If the information given to the public is wrong, as an example, we have enforcement happen maybe to a few which involve few hawkers, an example. Yeah, 10, 10 hawkers by the roadside, you know, don't follow rules and regulation after even we advise them not to. To have their business there because they danger themselves and they don't comply to the rules and regulation, you know. And we cannot accommodate them there because of certain reasons, yeah. So we have to do enforcement because the complaint is coming in, yeah. No matter what, we have to do something. We have to solve the problem. We cannot when we cannot tolerate then enforcement coming in. Yeah. But when public try to give a wrong impression to others, we as a PBT or as a local council, we need to have a team who need to do a correct explanation to the public why the enforcement coming in and what are the uh, options that we have given earlier uh, to these uh, affected people yeah, uh, to, to help them before the 
uh, what we call it enforcement coming in because usually local council we won't simply uh, go in with the enforcement we will try uh, 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 to discuss giving uh, alternative yeah uh, before enforcement coming in but since certain people they don't they don't listen yeah they, they want to do what they are they are, they are, they are they're doing they want to continue doing the same thing so enforcement coming in so important thing is public need to know why enforcement happened so we have to tell the publics yeah uh, with a simple press yeah this uh, enforcement taken because of what reason after advice has been given time has been given you know so public is aware okay first you are guilty uh, a, a proposal has been given for uh, to you but don't take it you're still uh, doing the same thing there so enforcement coming in very important to to make sure public receive the correct uh, information so that they, they won't have the wrong impression so this responsibility has been given to one of the department to monitor all the facebook and media interesting interesting yeah. it's sort of like uh, 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 cyber troopers lah. Oh, in, a way, like in a way in a way before we end uh, we here at MYLC uh, our objectives are to promote youth participation in local councils okay and also uh, advocate for local election okay so uh, I, I want to hear your thoughts on uh, youth and women participation in local government and uh, before we end uh, your your thoughts on the local election okay uh, some information about local government election yeah so the local government election was first introduced if i'm not mistaken in 1956 in georgetown municipal council the years that i mentioned it should, it should be correct yeah okay and then uh, i think a few years back a uh, few mps proposed yeah proposed to have this uh, local government elections back because of you know uh, uh, now corruption happened not just uh, between the MPs and Naduns but it also happened to the councillors you know so the councillors were simply appointed by the ruling uh, parties you know so um, the, the councillors are not elected by the publics but elected by the political body political party so uh, we think uh, we are very positive with the uh, idea where we have to give back the power to elect the councillors to the public. Yeah, I fully agree with the proposal. But then uh, the, the positive thing is when we have this uh, idea or we have this uh, uh, local government election happen, uh, this will, will make the councillors more competitive will we'll make the councillor will be more aggressive in providing service because they know if they don't really serious in providing service to the publics, publics will not elect them again in future. Yes, yes. Competition breeds excellence. Yeah. Uh, and, and your thoughts on youth as an M A AMK? If I practice that, in fact, I think if I'm not mistaken, 60% of the councillors in MBSP are from the youth category. I believe that to the rest of the councillors, yeah, uh, to the mayor or to the whole local council organization, they don't really care about how old are you to be a councillor. Yeah? What they want is when you're coming in as a councillor, you must, you must have ability yeah, to carry out your duty well. So as long as you are coming in, even as, as early as 
twenties. Yeah, but if you can carry out your role and responsibilities well, people will impress. People will welcome you to coming in, even though you have many experiences. In you are maybe a senior generation, maybe forties, fifties, but if you have bad attitude and you are uh, you you are not serious in providing service, you are not involving actively in contributing ideas and reviewing policy. There's no point to have the or the old generation or the experienced generation when you are what we call it um, cannot contribute much. Eh? Uh, to 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 the success of the uh, local uh, government. Okay, so this marks the end of our first podcast series. I would like to say a big thank you to our speaker, Councillor Zainuddin bin Mohammed from Majlis Pandaraya Subram Prime, and a big thank you to all of you for listening. Please be sure to follow and like our social media pages for more information about local councils. We are on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Don't forget to click like and to subscribe to our channel and please comment down below what other topics you would like us to discuss next. Bye-bye.